savoring sweetness, the life and times of Walter Payton. I feel like I gotta take my shoes off since Jim has his off. It's Coley, right? I had them off all day. <laughs> they were muddy. I washed them up though after the round. It was so wet out there. All right, cool. Well, this wouldn't be a podcast and unless I have the, the Punky QB on and Jim McMahon sitting in with me. Oh, talking. that name just won't go away. I right? know, man, talking about my dad uh, 20 years. It seems like just yesterday that he left us. Uh, but I know how special he was to you. Um, not as the football player, we'll get there. I want you to talk about my dad as a person that you, you got a chance to meet him. He didn't let a lot of people in. I tell you what, he was, uh, <clears throat> not only a great teammate, but like you say, a good, a good friend. Um, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to talk about him. I mean, it's, I can't believe it's been 20 years since he's passed. I mean, it was, uh, it's like yesterday, he's over there pinching everybody in the huddle and, and having fun with us. And, uh, you know, just to be around the guy was, was a blessing. He was just a, a special, special guy. And uh, the first thing that he ever said to me during a game, it was my first start. And he told me after a play that I called a, an audible, which wasn't in the game plan that week for, for some reason. It was just a simple off tackle play. And uh, because we were notorious third and long, we're gonna run sweet with, with, with your dad, right? And the Detroit Lions knew that. So there's nine people over here. So I audible just to a simple little play over here. And, and my, I'll never forget my left guard, Noah Jackson, looked up at me and said, 34? What the hell is 34? And I said, it's a simple little play. We run our day, every, every day. No, get that guy. This is the only guy there. And I gave the ball to, I think it was third and seven. I gave the ball to Suey. He gets nine yards. And Noah grabbed me on the way back to the huddle and says, you got any more surprises for me, youngster? I said, just listen. I said, I'm not running myself into a brick wall. So as we're getting into the huddle, your dad grabbed me. He says, keep doing what you're doing. You're making us better. He goes, I don't want to run into that either. <laughs> I said, well, it's pretty good. It's just common sense, you know. I, you know, your dad probably could have played another six or seven years had we not tried to do stuff like that with him. Especially, I guess, early on, they never changed plays. You know, I just never wanted to run him into a wall. I mean, that's just foolish. I used to, I used to see him make some of the best 20-yard runs that only gained a yard. I mean, I would hand it off to him, and <laughs> there wouldn't be a hole there. And then he'd just do his thing. He'd bounce off and this and that. And, you know, that was, that was what amazed me about him. He just, his desire not to be tackled. And, and, the, big, and the big thing too, I look at just now how guys <laughs> are training now. I mean, it, that, that seemed like that was, a, that was a part of his regimen back in the 70s no, he and was, 80s. He was well, well before his time because he was, he was doing the things that, that were functionally for, you know, for his job, that was functional for him. You know, running up those hills and doing this, these kind of drills and he's still the strongest guy I've ever met in my life you know at five what five ten maybe yeah 208 pounds he would walk around the practice field with the ball knock it out of my hand I mean you could punch it you could kick it you couldn't get it you couldn't get it out of his hand I mean it was just it was amazing yeah when you look at his the one thing that I get taken back now by watching film and going back is his versatility he was able to do so many different things and it wasn't just running the football, it was blocking, it was catching out of the backfield, running routes, and also, too, throwing the football. You go back and you go in his highlights, and there are 
many he, highlights he of you and him. Spiral than I did. Yeah, there was there was no there was there was so many highlights of him. You pitching in the ball, you flanking out and going around, and him throwing you a touchdown. Yeah, pass. I think I caught three touchdowns from your dad. That's a, that's amazing. He was a he was a football player. You know, wasn't just a running back. He was a football player. He could do it anything you ask him. Like you said, he blocked. He could throw the ball. He could kick the hell out of the ball. I mean, he just he could do it all. Please do me a favor. Talk, you got to talk about that Minnesota game when you came in and he made he made that block. I mean, that that to me, everybody wants to look at runs and all these like the crazy things on film. That play right there to me, like it, it, that's what he was all about right. as a football player right there. And he was and he was doing his job at the time because that was that was his man. And it was because it it was a uh, I called a. Uh, it was actually a screen pass. It was a fullback screen left. So the, the backer that blitzed was Walter's man, but he came from this, the other side. So he had to, he had to kind of sidestep me. And uh, had, I almost fell down, if you remember. Yeah, I, I came, you. came away from the center. I had so many damn painkillers and muscle relaxers in me. I didn't, I didn't know if I was gonna get out there. But uh, as I come to, and then just saw Willie down at, you know, he was 10 yards past his guy. So I just threw it to him. I knew the, you know, the line wasn't out there quick enough to be a, you know, down the field. And, uh, you know, we scored and I got to see Walter's block on the, on the big screen after the, after the play. Obviously, I didn't see it as it was happening, but, uh, you know, I come off the field and the typical, you know, Dick had grabs me, what play did you call? And I said, I, I did. I finally called the play you sent in. He goes, well, why'd you throw it to Willie? I said, because he was open. We just scored. Why, why are you mad at me? You know, had I thrown it to Suey, he might have scored too because I, when I saw the film later, there was a one linebacker coming out and we had a guard to get him. And so Suey would have went a long way if he didn't score either. But, you know, at the time, he, I planted my foot and I stood up and went, shit, he's open. You know, that's the thing. First guy open in this league, you better get the ball. Get the ball away because you might, the other guy might not be open. <laughs> I think about um, probably the question that people ask me the most and that's a, people come up to me every single day and they're telling me how upset they are that he didn't score in the Super Bowl and we've had this conversation him and I just about what it meant and what it didn't mean and that he was had a chance to be able to win a, a championship but there's film of you after the game just talking about that about you know you, that you sounded frustrated about the situation as well and you remember that time and was it was it, it, it I know he went into like a broom closet he was kind of upset after the game but he was basically what the Patriots were trying to stop which kind of opened up for the entire offense right I've, I've been asked this question for the last 34 years now um, and I tell him I said you know what <coughs> we could have probably given it to him a hundred times and he might not have got in because that was the focus of the New England Patriots that day they said, we stopped Walter Payton, we win. And that's, that proved him wrong because, you know, Matt had a good day. Everybody, you know, uh, Emory Moorhead had a good day. Uh, you know, we had a lot, of, a lot of other options. I mean, we, we lived and died with Walter, don't, don't get me wrong, but that was their focus. I said, I tell people, look at the first play of the second half. I think we were back up on the four-yard line. Oh, yeah. And I said, we ran a play-action pass. And I said, it wasn't even a good fake. And there's six guys chasing Walter. That's, that's the the kind of uh, impact that they had on the game. But, you know, we thought we'd have a lot more chances. We got taken out, I mean, really early in the third quarter, actually. And so we thought we were going to get a lot more chances. We came in, this, in the 
locker room at halftime saying, let's put 50 up there. Let's put, you know, let's just keep piling it on. And Dickie's going, yeah, yeah. The next thing you know, we're all out of the game. And, uh, and then I think it, it kind of sunk in. Hey, wait, Walter didn't get in. Because at the time, you know, nobody's thinking about that. You know, who's, who scored and who didn't. We want, we're trying to win the game, which we did. But I don't think that diminishes his career at all. Not at all. That only proves his greatness, I think. Yeah. Because, you know, they thought if they stopped him, they could win. But we had more than that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. I think we had a great conversation about it, him and I. And I told him, I was like, Dad, you, you got a championship. Think about some of these other guys that play in other sports that you're friends with that got to the ship and they never got a chance to, to walk away with the ring. And I'm like, you, you had a ring. And I think about that year in 85, everybody wants to talk about the defense and how good they were, and rightfully so, probably the best defense uh, we'll ever see. But I feel like people don't give that your offense oh, enough, no enough credit. You got that offense. No was doubt about unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Our offensive line doesn't get the credit that they deserve. Because, like I said, they, everybody knew we were going to run the ball. And these guys still made that happen. So they don't get the credit that they deserve. And when they, they led the league in rushing, what was it, three straight years, which had never been done. I don't think it's been done since. And, uh, and that's a credit to those guys up front, along with, of course, your dad. But, uh, you know, I think. Uh, you know, I think he was happy that those guys were finally 83, 84, 85. Those guys started really gelling, and he didn't, you know, he didn't get hit as bad as he did before, at least behind the backfield. I think about that. <laughs> think about those earlier years and everything that he went through, and um, just now the stories that I hear, how he played with injuries all the time. He never. Jim, he never came home with ice bags. I never saw him. He, he always seemed like he was okay, but he played hurt all the time, yeah. like all the time. I was hearing a story from Matt, and we were at my sister's wedding years back, and I asked, I was sitting down with all the running backs, and I was like, tell me a story. And they said, man, your dad, he, he rolled his ankle. His ankle swelled up like a, like a balloon. He's like left out of the locker room with a boot. We didn't see him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He showed up Sunday and ran for 100 yards, and we're all trying to, you know, get ready to, to start, but we didn't see him, and he comes out and plays. And I'm thinking, holy cow, man. That's the most amazing statistic about your dad was he missed one game in, was it 13 years? Yes. One game. Hell, I've missed one every other week. <laughs> and, I, and I played as, as hurt as I could play. You yeah. Know, I, it just, uh, it, he was a different breed. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I think about him all the time, and I, I start to think just about how, you know, how, what the game did for him and how he's remembered, especially, you know, when this honor of being number one, when it comes to the Bears 100, he gave everything to this game. And I don't really know, but you're in those, you were probably in those rooms in those meetings. How much of a film guy was he? Was he a, a study guy or did he just, did it seem like it just came natural to him? I don't know about his study habits because, you know, we, you, we didn't spend a whole lot of team, uh, time as a team watching film. It was usually breaking down and you're going to running backs or we go to the QB meetings. Uh, I myself was not a big film guy either. So, I mean, everybody prepares differently. I think to him, I, I, I think he, he was happy to have Matt in the backfield with him. Because Matt, when I'd hear Matt a lot, he goes, 
go left, go left, go right. Because <laughs> I'd be changing the play, because if, if I had called his number in the huddle, he was, he was so zoned in on that. And then if I changed it, it was like, you gotta make sure he was, you know, but he, I don't ever hear, remember him missing, a, missing any audible. I remember <laughs> we're playing the Jets in New York in 85. It's getting down to the two minute warning. And uh, all week long, you know, Dickus says, okay, if they get in this defense, you can't run this play. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. So sure enough, they're in that defense. I changed the play. Suey doesn't hear the audible. So your dad gets smacked for about a two yard loss. And then the Jets call a quick timeout. So I, I know I did my job, right? So I'm coming to the sideline thinking, all right, did my job. And he's all over me, just MFing me up and down the sidelines. I'm like, what? What the, he goes, what play? I said, I did just what I'm supposed to do. What, what, you know, what do you want from me? And then I turn around and Suey's right behind me. I go, what are you doing over here? He goes, well, I missed the audible. He goes, I said, well, tell him that. He goes, no, he's mad at you. Suey <laughs> <laughs> was great at that, mixing stood up like that. He was fun. Well, I'll, I'll finish with this. Um, I want to tell you that I appreciate you and um, since my dad's passed, there's been a lot of people that have tried to step in as father figures. Um, but I tell people all the time, they ask me, who keeps up with you from that 85 team? Who keeps up with you, your dad's old teammates? And the two names that I say all the time are you and Matt Suey. And I just want to tell you thank you um, for always keeping up with me, and especially on Instagram and Twitter. I just appreciate it because I feel connected to you guys since he's been gone to be able to have people like you and like Matt in my life who I look up to who anytime that I call you um, or text you, you hit me right back. And so I just want to tell you that I appreciate you for taking care of me and looking after me after he passed away. Hey, brother, it's my, it's my pleasure. I've known you since you're, what, this high? Yeah. <laughs> Running around the locker room. So it's... Uh... Anything I can do to help you, brother, just let me know. I'm, I'm there for you. I loved your father. Uh, I love you, too. I love you, too, kid. Thank you, man. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you.